All right, so then we're going to cut over to the movie's other main villain, an education reform bill that those damn Democrats are trying to pass. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just, I'm writing the villains on the board right here. So we've got social services and educational reform. Okay, I'm just putting them on the villains (laughs) side here. It's so sad how they've run out of stuff by part four now. So like the government wants to make us do Algebra, do you hear the people <laughs> sing? God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because they won't sample themselves no matter how nicely we ask. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 <laughs> miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome for reals. He's back. I'm so happy. I'm so happy about this one. It's so stupid and bad. It's the fucking best. What an amazing way to come back from vacation, right? With a bang. Hell yeah. Oh. And of course, sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I am amazing! <laughs> uh, we've been looking forward to this one since before we started the show. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched God's Not Dead 4. We the people. Us is the, the people. <laughs> it's the story of why Christian parents... They need to put critical race theory in their homeschool curriculum for yep. six-year-olds right now. <laughs> if they do not do it, the atheist government is going to execute every single one of them in 10 seconds. <laughs> Nine, <laughs> eight. Oh, what I love we'll so much it. about this movie is that they're arguing against an argument nobody is making, but they're making a really good argument for the argument that no one's making. Yep. So <laughs> <laughs> they can't <laughs> help but punch themselves. It's their movie. If the 321 episodes of our podcast have a theme. <laughs> it's it's your movie. You didn't have to say that part. <laughs> so, Eli, <laughs> how bad was this movie? Well, if you loved the classroom drama of the first God's Not Dead, but you've shifted the goalposts of evangelical Christianity from believing in God is my right to I think I'll overthrow the U.S. government. <laughs> You will love this movie. I like to think of it as our job's not dead. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what, nothing exemplifies the downward trend of evangelical Christianity better than the God's Not Dead series, really. Right? The descent into insanity that we've witnessed over these four films. Oh. uh, So is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with best worst Secret backstory revelation from a main character. Oh, there could be so many. I could oh, be so I know many. exactly what you. What was that about? Okay, I'm, I won't spoil the actual moment entirely here, but here's something equivalent that happens. Imagine there's like you know people at a bar and they start talking. They're 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 talking philosophy of language and. The bartender runs up to them and is like, "Actually, Wittgenstein said the blah blah," and they're like, "Hey man, you're a." TGI Friday's bartender. And then the bartender's like, well, actually, I went to Harvard and I wrote the seminal work on Wittgenstein. And 
it's that level of ridiculous. And I'm Socrates. Well, but except yeah. that the person, like, he would have had to have unrelated credentials, right? Impressive, <laughs> yeah. but unrelated credentials. Right. Yeah. The, the bartender made way more sense that I just made up yep. than what happens. Yeah. He's talking about Wittgenstein, but he's a world famous neurosurgeon. Yeah. yeah. You, like, remember that Kids in the Hall skit where they would always start everything by going, like, look, as a boat owner, I think I'm, since I know a little <laughs> bit about the music industry, you know? Yeah. It was like that. Yep. Okay. So, of course, we had to go see this in theaters during the 18-second window it was in theaters. So, I'm going It's with, gone. It's literally it's gone. gone. It's gone. It's <laughs> gone. It's gone by the time we recorded this. Yep. And so is the lie where they pretended that they were the number one movie in America. Yes. <laughs> you couldn't even pull that off for number one movie in America on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking... Reruns are old. <laughs> yeah. I went to the theater and I watched like 50 people go into Venom and me by myself pretty much go into yeah. this. And like three old couples. So, but re yeah, related to those three old couples, I'm going to go with best worst super fans. So I, I'm going to talk a little bit about them during the review, but the couple that shared my row in the theater... I'm going to go out on a limb and say those people have seen more David A.R. White movies than I have. During <laughs> While we were waiting for the movie to start, they had their phones up. They were watching the preview for this movie over and over again until it started. Getting pumped. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they slept in fucking line to get tickets. And then they were like, guys, it's not sold out. You can There's do nothing. This on, please. Online. Please, 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 please go home. Noah was actually sitting next to David and Andrea. And they yeah. were trying to get back together. <laughs> They're separated by three seats. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just want to point out that, like, statistically... Me, Heath, and Noah going to see this movie in theaters full of David A.R. White fans is the most dangerous thing we will ever do in our entire life. I went lives. to it in South Georgia in, I think, the 15th least vaccinated county in the goddamn country. Yeah, there was not a single... Not a single vaccine in sight in any of our theaters. I'm just saying, we sacrifice for you people. We sacrifice. Yeah, no masks, crowded theater, no vaccines. Oh, yeah. of course not. And speaking of which, I was going to go with best worst last minute anti-vaxx inclusion. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say for now. I'm going to save it for the moment in the movie. Oh, I was kind of scared because my gasp at that moment in the movie gave me away. Mm. They knew I was a bad guy when I gasped. So, yeah, no, it was it was frightening. A right. horse might as well walk in at the end and be like, I use ivermectin. <laughs> Fuck you. End of movie. <laughs> And this is my boy, son. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. They managed to squeeze a shocking amount of crazy into their 110-minute runtime. So we're going to pause for a quick stretch. But when we come back, we're going to dive into the bountiful bucket of bullshit that is God's Not Dead, We the People. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, but you can just tell him that labeling other people's food doesn't make it his, right? Like we can so say that. So I feel like that. that's going to confuse him. Though. Hey guys, check it out. Look what I got. Wow, Keith, what what are all those? Oh, these these are my excuses not to go to therapy. There are uh, sure are a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yes, there are. Anytime someone points out that talking to a professional about the things holding me back might help me, I hit him with one of these bad boys. 
Uh, let me see one of these. Uh, it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. The therapist might turn out to be a bear. Be a bear, exactly. Therapy sounds too much like Terry, and people might think I'm friends with a guy named Terry. Heath, mm-hmm. these are pretty weak. Why don't Why don't you just try better help? Oh, what's better help? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. Ooh, sorry, Noah. Got one for that, too. I need a therapist who is as good at Smash Brothers as me. That's yep, not, that that's is not a, a deal breaker. Well, Absolutely. Actually, Heath, BetterHelp has a broad range of expertise available that might not be locally available in many areas. So if you need a therapist who's LGBTQ friendly, sex positive or trans affirming or good at Smash Brothers, they can help you find someone. Okay, but what about the cost? Actually, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. Oh, wow. Looks like I'm kind of running out of excuses. Well, thanks to BetterHelp, a lot of people are. And right now, God Awful Movies listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash awful. Okay, but this therapist better be great at Smash Brothers. Okay, Heath. He'll- and not just with Pikachu, multiple characters. They have, you have to learn other ones. I don't see why. What about Star Fox? <laughs> Star Fox sucks. You suck. Catch. He's pretty good, actually. Uh, you wanted to see us, Mr. White? Guys, please, call me David. <laughs> Come on in. I'm just finishing my workout. Yeah. Uh, are those... Gravity, gravity boots. Gravity yes. Boots? Yeah. Do you know that the Earth's own natural forces provide a 360-degree resistance for an optimized workout experience? What? I I didn't know that, no. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Only workout I do. Anyways, you got that script for me? Yeah, so we did what you asked and transcribed every video of a guy wearing camo, yelling to his phone in his car, and then we put the words, I am a liberal in between. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's going to be God's Not Dead 4. Uh, Mr. White? David! Uh, yeah, David, uh, can I be frank? Oh, please, of course. So, look, I, I get... The first movie in this series was a response to the popularization of debate in religious spaces, right? Like people became aware of atheist versus Christian debates. And so making a movie where you unequivocally won one of those was a good idea. But, you know, the the Christian goalposts have kind of shifted, you know? Yeah, to overthrowing the government and spreading a plague. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. The goalpost now. I see. I see. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, But counterpoint. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. This franchise is worth $96 million. Yes. That's okay, right. that tracks. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Moving ahead. Uh, one other thing, though, sir. Sure. Hit me. Um, feels like you're stuck and you need help getting down. Do you need help? Very much so. I've been up here for hours. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll get his arms. Okay. Oh, God. He's so sweaty. Oh, no. Some of that is pee. Okay. And we're back for the breakdown, but not the movie quite yet, because before the movie could start, Dave shows up to deliver this fucking <laughs> rambling podcastian introduction about how glad that we're here to support him. Unlike that bitch, Andrea. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. He's just like, hey, guys, David A.R. White here. I, I live in this trailer now that I walk <laughs> out of clearly. Say, oh, hello. To you. My ex-wife owns half of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. She has the half that has the bathroom in it, so my half is. Skin. Andrea sticks her head out the window. You, you're, we said you wouldn't do this on my side. You're on my side. <laughs> please move the cameras forward, guys. Please. <laughs> 
So he starts thanking us for being there, telling us that the inspiration for this movie actually was the violation of church-state separation. We were pretty stoked about that. He explains to us that the movie is relevant. Yeah, <laughs> but in as vague a way as possible, just in case the news like hasn't caught up to his movie. He's like, and wow, a lot of the things we talked about in this movie you care about, right? Yeah. It's also very well, like, it's very well lighted. It's, uh, you, I know you were probably going to say that yourself. I'll just go ahead and say it. Cameras, sound. We had those boomy mics, the those, ones that yeah, come over the, the top. Arm. We got a bunch of those. You can't even see them in the shots. It's pretty amazing. Also, before you ask, why do I look wet and dry at the same time? I have no idea. I don't know how I do this. <laughs> I'm lacquered is what it is. So, at one point, by the way, during his little ramble, he says, and I think this is pretty much a quote, he says, uh, yeah, so uh, sit back and relax. We're going to have spaceships and car crashes and explosions. <laughs> okay, well, maybe not. Spaceships? No. Were there spaceships? Did I miss it? No. Afterwards, he kind of chuckles that off. He's like, no, nah, we're not going to have... It's not a real movie. It's, it's not a real movie. You guys know. And it's laser a- guns and boobs and... No, <laughs> no. I, I I'm trouble. just kidding. We're a Fathom event, which means that we're either the opera or this. So <laughs> thanks for coming to the movies on a Tuesday. Literally the cheapest legal place to rent a movie theater. <laughs> Oh, God. But, but, and then he's like, so let's get the movie started. But first, let's take a look back at better times when I was still married and my movies got like normal theatrical releases. <laughs> yep. They literally made us a previously on God's Not Dead clip. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I brought a clip. <laughs> got it. And it'll never matter. Right. Nothing from the last movies carries over. Nope. No, except for some characters that I didn't remember and have nothing to do with this one. But right, they which they didn't in. introduce in the clip. No. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Aaliyah, the Muslim girl who we will be introduced to never by name in any way or no one will ever reflect her story to us. She's from two fucking movies ago, everybody. Three. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we wrap that up. Then we get the production logo, which I have to mention because the name of the production company is Pinnacle Peak Pictures. <laughs> Pinnacle Peak. I'm sorry. Anyway, Acme Zenith Patop. Uh, done. Pictures. Yeah. And then we get America Freedom Eagle Ronald Reagan. Those were literally my first five notes. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the best, worst Ronald Reagan speech. The one where Ronald Reagan's like, You're probably all wondering what the fuck I'm doing in this last couple of years. Well, I have terrible, terrible dementia. But I'll tell you what, there's a boogeyman behind you. Boo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Google my signature. At a certain point, it's pretty much just a shit smear. (laughs) And of course, we're just getting we're getting the Ronald Reagan speech with Americana in the background. And this resolves to Davey, like nervously preparing for something at a public restroom. It will not be as exciting as I just made it sound. No, it is not. And little theater note here, because this was so important to me. My theater was filled with nothing but Christians and myself. My Christians were doing not one, not two. Four seat rearrangements. If you want to know the average intelligence of David A. or White's audience, <laughs> it's that they get which movie seats they're supposed to sit on on their fourth try. <laughs> yeah. By the way, he's sweating into a bathroom mirror yeah. at this oh, moment. Yeah. We see him for a second. And it's supposed to be like in a legal drama, the lawyer is about to maybe get his client from being executed for something he didn't do. But we find out later in the movie, he's just he's just going to be talking a little. He's going to say like five sentences to a panel and that's it. 
and yeah. there's no consequence to it. And he's all sweaty. He is psyching himself up for a time period where he will be allowed to talk with no consequence. Yep. Well, and, and the thing is, is that honestly, I don't even know if it's that or if he's just always that fucking sweaty and he's like, make it look like I'm preparing for something. So there's a reason why I have this much sweat on my face. We can use the B-roll for Beck too. It'll be okay. <laughs> How are you also dusty at the same time? I don't understand. It's very difficult. Do you use gravity boots? <laughs> And so then the fucking title card comes up and says one week earlier. And we're like, earlier than what? We haven't nothing's happened yet. (laughs) Okay, honey, write that down. He was looking in the mirror. So if we see any mirrors later, maybe that's the one he's looking at. I don't want to lose track the way I did fucking God's Not Dead 3. All right, so... We're going to meet some random family and like 99 out of every 100 families we've ever met on this show. And I think that that number might be actually low. We're going to meet these people at breakfast. Yeah, that's a rule for some reason. I don't know why. Now, the dad here is Antonio Sabato Jr., who you'll remember from such cinematic masterpieces as Testosterone, Balls to the Wall, and Shark Hunter. (laughs) Oh, how far we've fallen from Shark Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) So we meet Teen Son. This is Brandon. He's shopping for a car online. The least important character in the movie. And that's saying a lot, everybody. Well, actually, I would think that would be Shannon, his his younger sister, who is getting ready for her homeschooling class. Mm -hmm. We also meet. So this entire movie is going to be at homeschooling, but they don't actually do homeschooling. They do other people's house schooling. Right. So this woman is (laughs) running a school out of her home. Right. She's not just teaching her kids like you normally think of, like, like you know, like what Andrew does with his son in homeschooling, what my mom did with me. That's just schooling. That's, That's called exactly. schooling. Schooling. Yeah, it's just shitty schooling. Right. It's Unaccredited right. schooling that nobody's keeping track of. Yeah, exactly. Bad schooling. <laughs> right. So we also meet Taylor, who is a single mom who's dropping off her kid to be, you know, quote unquote, homeschooled at this other house. Yeah. Now we have to, like, shoehorn in those aforementioned running characters. So suddenly Martin, the Chinese Christian and Aisha, the ex-Muslim Christian are chatting about how delightful it is to get another sequel. Who are these people? Um, (laughs) I know I saw all the movies, but I don't fucking remember. Did like, do they matter at all? How are they involved in this one? Oh, they matter so much. They matter so much to me. Yeah, they're from the first movie. And no, they didn't matter to the first movie. They were there to pad time in the first movie and they're back to pad time in the fourth one. I had no idea. But I want to talk about the character of Martin, right? Because Martin in God's Not Dead 1 is the exchange student. And he's sort of the racist comedic foible who's like so blown away by Josh's Christianity that he becomes a Christian, except Hey, it's 2021. The actor who plays Martin's fucking 50. He's 50 (laughs) and he can't pull off the bright eyed teenager character anymore. So he wanders into the room and he's like, are these light bulbs? And they're like, oh, Martin, you adorable scamp. Like I had a whole thing in my notes of this. Like to me, the running subplot of this film is Martin trying to figure out what the fuck he is doing in this film right <laughs> he tries for comic relief for a while he tries out being aisha's love interest that doesn't work out yeah yeah at a certain point he will just start yelling history facts into <laughs> right <the screen>. yes <laughs> he'll be like all right i'm the info dump apparently <laughs> right yeah his whole thing is that you know he's from china and china is mean to religions and yes. that's actually true 
But he's saying that, like, you can either do that. The only other option besides being mean to religion like China is to fillet religion. We yes. will have yeah. to fillet religion here in America to avoid that. And he can't help but step on his own point. He's like, yeah, no, there are concentration camps for the Uyghurs in China right now. But worse, worse than that, they're contextualizing the Bible. Yes. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And, and Martin, by the way, like five of every six lines that he delivers throughout this film will be some version of, boy, freedom sure is fragile. We are an inch away from being communist China. Who knows where we would be in America if it wasn't for folks like David A.R. White. Be able to get a PlayStation 5 is where we'd be. <laughs> oh, and of course, these two characters have to commiserate about how their families disown them for being Christian. Mm -hmm. Aisha, of course, is from a Muslim family, and Martin is from an evil atheist communist Chinese family. Don't worry, they will lose track of the fact that Aisha's dad is Muslim several times throughout this film. Well, no, we will resolve that. We'll, we'll finally get around to fixing that is what we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the movie basically starts us off on, yeah, you know, it sure is those non-Christians who generally disown their family members because of religious reasons, right? It sure For is. sure, <laughs> yeah. Christians. And then we introduce the movie's villain. Well, the first villain of the movie, the evil social worker advocating for child <laughs> education. Okay, who had social services as the next bad guy after evil teachers, evil government, and evil zoning board. Yeah. <laughs> if you had evil pediatric oncologists for your guests, you're going to have to wait till God's Not Dead 5. I, I have a good strong feeling they're going to go for cancer oh baby God. doctors. And this character is amazing. This evil social worker. Oh, I love her so goddamn much. Basically kicks down the door, bursts in with like, you know, a, a battering ram. And is like, I'm here to arrest your entire family and all these kids. Breeze, I'm here for the Bibles. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or not. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So I want to be clear on this because, again, the whole movie is about homeschooling. I was largely homeschooled as a kid. So this does not ever happen. This is not a thing anywhere in the country. If you homeschool your kid, no one comes to check on what you're teaching them or anything like this. No, this is an absolute persecution fantasy from the start to the finish. And again, like they make a good case for why it should be a thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, but it's not. They do their best to prove they're worth watching over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they might as well have kids like silently cleaning machine guns in the background of this scene. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, not realistic. Yeah. It's like the cops from the wire and their stringer bell inside trying to teach, you know, shitty Bible lessons. It's so dumb. <laughs> So, oh, and then we get the scene where, the, like, the lady walks in. She's like, you know, I'm Ms. So-and-so with Child Protective Services. And the little girl, Shannon, goes, I'm sorry, is Ms. short for Mrs. or Miss? I identify as self-coupled is the next line. Self-partnered, Self-partnered. Yeah. Oh, my theater <laughs> cracked up at that one. Oh, my theater growled at that one. I had to, like, pet some bellies to calm him down. <laughs> so this is where I gave myself away. Oh, right. Is my theater laughed at that, and then I laughed really hard at them. Right, and yeah, they same got, here. <laughs> and they all got, they were like, there's a traitor in our midst. Right. Rumble, mumble, 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 mumble. Who did a secondary laugh? This is serious. Get the fuck out. Who was out. laughing at our laughter? We were all doing a, we were doing a <laughs> bigot laugh, and then someone laughed too now late. Now we're self-conscious, goddammit. So. <laughs> I'm allowed to. I brought my child to this theater at 8 o'clock at night. Okay, everybody, d double bigot laugh now to cancel that second one. Go. <laughs> yeah. Ha 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 ha. 
I also, I love that the setup for the joke is the, what they seem to think is perfectly natural little girl asking, wait, do you belong to your dad or your husband? I'm confused. <laughs> Who owns your pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to be polite here, lady. <laughs> I'm seven. And Dave goes, hi, Miss Protective Services lady. I'm I'm the pastor. And she's like, oh, gross. <laughs> Yucks. Which, hey, team <laughs> fucking protective services lady. Oh, I love her to death. I would self-partner with her in a heartbeat. So and then she, and she even looks and she goes, oh, are, are you guys learning out of a filthy, disgusting Bible? And Dave's like, well, I can't think of a better book to use for a theology lesson. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can <laughs> He's like, I will persecute you so goddamn hard, your head will spin. And there's this moment where he's like, I mean, uh, it seems like you're really criticizing the book as being like dangerous and full of bad ideas. Let's learn the story of Noah, everybody. Yes. <laughs> the story. Of, what a bad pick. Right. Their movie. Your he movie. And so many Bible stories that are a little bit innocuous that you can get away with here. No, the story of Noah. And then David A.R. White being like, and by the way, yeah, you know, everybody thought Noah was crazy when he was building that ark. Trusting God means being super dumb and crazy. Yep. You know, like trying to stab your son if God says, which is also in the Bible. We're going to learn about that next week. Don't get vaccinated. I'm David Harewise. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we get a little bit of that trailing out, and then we get the Child Protective Services lady, like, delivering her report after class is over to the mom. She starts like ripping into the details of Noah's Ark like an episode of Thomas and the Bible, right? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's also, there's this great moment where she goes, so you're saying that the moral of Noah is obey God or die. And the lady's like, it's, it, that's not the moral. It's, it's just die. They, they're, like the giraffes didn't, <laughs> they didn't have a chance. They're all, they're all Jewish, the people that died. The lady goes, <laughs> the lady goes what did the animals do to deserve to get killed by God. And she's like, stop, man. This is why are we bringing you this are, up in our You arm? are. They self-partnered. You fucking weirdo. So, you sex weirdo. So, okay. So, yeah. So, we wrap that up. And, and like, she's kind of like, you know, I'll be seeing you again. Dun, dun, dun. Wanders off. So, then we get late that night, the harried single mom, Taylor. She's showing up to pick her kid up from the babysitter. And we have to establish that this kid is like severely traumatized, but is not getting any counseling. Nor will he ever. <laughs> well, like part of the point of the movie is that it sure is great that this kid gets to be homeschooled. Otherwise, he'd have to get counseling. Right. Can you imagine if professionals instead of a busy woman were looking after his mental health care? Right. Yeah. Well, a busy woman and the church secretary. Yeah. Right. But apparently his dad recently died and he's not having a great time with it. He sure wishes he could die and go to heaven, too. Yeah, I wrote in my, when he said that, I wrote in my notes, okay, I am team babysitter. Maybe we get this kid a therapist. Yeah, right. Like, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is yet another reason why our bullshit is doing more harm than good in, in when people die. Yeah. All right. So then we're going to cut over to the movie's other main villain, an education reform bill that those damn Democrats are trying to pass. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I'm writing the villains on the board right here. So we've got social services and educational reform. Okay, yes. I'm just putting them on the villains <laughs> mm -hmm. side here. It's so sad how they've run out of stuff by part four now. So, like, this is what they came up with. It's just like the government wants to make us do algebra. Do you hear the people <laughs> sing? It's, 
Get the fuck out of here. Do algebra, assholes. And by the way, this little news clip about the education reform, this is where we meet Senator Benson, who is played by William Forsyth, who you'll remember from such cinematic masterpieces as Eye Murders, G-Men from Hell, and Shark Man. Oh, how we've fallen from Shark Man. <laughs> so, Wait, was that two people in Shark Man? No, that was Shark Hunter. Yeah, shark- oh, obviously, totally different, you know. Um, material. I looked so hard for another actor in this movie who was in a shark movie, so like rule of threes that bit. I, I never found one, so just uh, just to let you know. So, okay. So, meanwhile, back at the homeschooling house, they just got a letter from Child Services. It's a summons. They're being taken to court because they're not home educating their kids enough. Again, never has happened anywhere ever. What crime would that even be? <laughs> not sciencing in the first degree. <laughs> I know we're making jokes, but you should have to like, I don't think the parents should go to jail. But yeah, if you're making a fake bullshit school, there should be consequences. Right. Your kids deserve a real one. Well, and, and so here, let's let's reinforce that yet again, because we cut over to the church where Davy is just getting phone call after phone call. The phones are ringing off the hook from all of these homeschooling parents that are in this homeschooling consortium. So, again, this is not a goddamn homeschooling situation. This church is skirting all of the legal regulations that they would incur by having an actual school by just moving their school into various living rooms. Yeah, they've got an underground railroad of ignorance going. Yes, exactly, exactly. So again, like this movie is like fucking up the argument so hard that they're accidentally showing us the huge loophole that's being created by allowing for such unregulated homeschooling to begin with. Yeah. Jesus. We don't want to teach biology. Follow the drinking gourd. Get out of here. <laughs> They're going to keep going with that, too. They are going to yeah. equate themselves with the plight of literal slavery yes. for the rest of the movie. Slavery, the Holocaust. All the bad things in history they can think of, yes. And so Martin, by the way, he's like training to be a pastor. He's like, you know, fucking David A.R. White's Robin through this movie or whatever. So he's sitting there at this point going like, well, wow, I thought this was America. We're not in America. You know, he like <laughs> almost literally says that. <laughs> so good. But I came here because you are so free and your eagles are so majestic as they th- soar through the clouds. <laughs> I don't understand. Martin sure loving American freedom will rise to the level of subplot in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I might even say plot. Well, yeah, lose really. The thread of the family thing. So, ah, okay. So, and then we introduced the randomest fucking subplot of this entire movie, which is the love interest between Brandon, the teenage son and Kayla, the girl he's going to buy a car from. A subplot so stupid that the movie will lose track of it till the ending credits. Yeah. No, they'll wrap it up in the end credits going like, oh, right. There was a love interest and a whole fucking thing. (laughs) This subplot is the version of when someone has a digression in a story you already don't care about. Right? Like they're blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the Q52 reports, which actually reminds me, Dave here, a guy you've never heard. That's that's this subplot. Yeah. <laughs> right. And boy, you know, Brandon sure is awkward around this pretty girl. Yeah. Walks up to her. Hi, are you selling your vagina? I mean, car. I'll fuck your car. <laughs> Send me pictures of your trunk. <laughs> How's the tailpipe? Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I have a podcast, stupid. 
Literally, they inserted this, I feel like, just to attack me. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon character, it's Heath. Like, I know what they did. He literally falls down. Yes. Physically yeah. falls down from talking to a girl here. <laughs> they couldn't think of anything but physically falls down. He's, he's, there must be a better weighing the meat cute here. <laughs> Juggling milk cartons. Oh no! <laughs> Slips on a banana peel. Yeah. Where'd you even get those? Did you bring those? What if I want to cook twelve eggs in the microwave? <laughs> All right. So so then we we head back over to the homeschooling family where Dave is sitting around like trying to help them sort out what they're gonna do. The first line of this scene is, "We will not be participating in this family court hearing." And I wrote in my notes, "We are the good guys." Yeah. <laughs> Right, Dad. Antonio Sabato Jr. is like, just so you know, we will not be obeying laws. So, you know, we're heading to the compound if this gets bad enough. Fringe on the flag. And there's one random dad who's like, I mean, we could just start teaching math. And Antonio Sabato is like, no, Jew, never, never. <laughs> yeah, the mom who, by the way, she's a, apparently a Christian singer. She is not an actor. That's super obvious. She says, but the public schools are teaching. And then I just wrote in my notes, insert series of things that no public school has ever taught here. And yeah. 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 Wait until that gets inserted for real in the movie. <laughs> Whatever you think it is. It's going to be dumber. so much Go on. Make a prediction right now. Take out your phone. <laughs> write it down. Pause the drop podcast. Down Seal it in an envelope. <laughs> the answer will be crazier. Pull over to the side of the road. Yeah. Okay. So then. Dave has a little flashback to part three. You know, Dave knows a little something about how hard it is to fight City Hall. Okay, I am convinced that actually what happened is as David A.R. White was doing this line, he flashed back to his divorce and they were like, it's fine. We'll insert some footage of the last movie. So <laughs> people don't think they're talking about that. I think he just ran out of stuff to say. He was like trying to make a point in this scene. And then he was like, a great philosopher, me, my old essays from a different philosophy class once said, and then he's using his other three shitty movies to fill spot here. Yeah, right. All right, so now we're going to cut over to the hearing where we're going to meet yet another reprised character, Judge Janine Pirro. <laughs> she was in part three. She was the judge in the last movie, too, apparently. So she's one of those judges that does family court and also church land disputes. Yes, exactly. Just whatever. She's <laughs> she's assigned to David A.R. White cases. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Roman judge. She's taking what cases she gets. So, yeah. So the social services lady from before is that the self-partnered lady is there. And she is there to just, she like just rips into this. She's like, they're teaching them dumb Christians with stupid Jesus and nonsense and stuff. To which the homeschoolers reply, but our kids aren't allowed to do sports at the schools they can't go to. Right. No. Oh, and I, I want to clear this up too. Yes, the fuck they can. Yes, they can. Every state in the union allows homeschooled kids to participate in the extracurricular activities at their school. If they want to join debate club or dance club or fucking play on a baseball team, whatever, they absolutely positively can. Oh, can they? I, yes. I actually looked up this this question and I guess I found a propaganda website that was Christian that was like, these 12 states won't let you do it at all. Okay, so, all right, so I may be, I may be correct, incorrect on saying all 50 states on that. I know when I was a kid and I was homeschooled, you could. I know that when I asked Andrew about it, he said that you, you could all over the country. I think that there are states where the schools are allowed to bar homeschooled students. I know that the state of Georgia just changed that law in 2021, that, that it is no longer even 
allowed, but nobody did it. Okay. The trend is definitely toward most states being like, yeah, yeah, obviously. Okay. You can do the other stuff too. Yeah. And, and when I went down this rabbit hole, I found an Alliance Defending Freedom press release that said that homeschool students should be allowed to form their own debate clubs that like participate in tournaments and shit. Yeah. Uh, me and my sister want to be a lacrosse team. Come on, Bloomington yeah. Tech. Yeah. Bring, bring it up, pussies. Right, because they don't want the <laughs> secularizing influences of regular debate club where they use facts. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Steel Band has had a negative effect on my daughter. I would like to be our own Steel Band. <laughs> so... <laughs> But Judge Piro isn't hearing any of it. She gives him 10 days to resolve this movie. Here's what she says. This is so fucking insane. She goes, this case could take years to settle. I wrote in my notes, could it? <laughs> <laughs> so send your kids to school in 10 days or we'll fine you $1,000 a day and then we'll send you to jail and steal your kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like, you can't do that. We have freedom. And she says, and again, this is the bad guy's thesis statement in this film she says your freedom as parents doesn't supersede your child's right to an education and my theater gasped at the audacity of her rebel rebel <laughs> yes it does rebel rebel yeah. mm -hmm. she's the best though the whole scene every time david a.r white tries to talk or any christian person tries to talk one word into their sentence she's just like fuck you i'm a judge <laughs> fuck you sit down <laughs> Ooh. she's so over the top it's so amazing and then, so we wrap that up. We get a quick montage of all the characters being sad and pensive, right? Aisha is praying that God will make her father forgive her apostasy. God, by the way, is going to make good on that promise in the most fucked yep. up possible way. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's going to have to earn it. <laughs> we see Davy looking out at the rain because just writing melancholy and black letters on a white screen was too subtle for them. Just David A.R. White staring out a literal rainy window. So I had stupid. so much delight in my heart for this like five second shot. It was the best. Because <laughs> you can see him really acting too. He's like rain, 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 sad, rain, rain, rain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, he's missing his African sidekick Jude from the first three movies. They killed him off in part three. And now they're in part Dying. four going, fuck, we didn't think we were going to do another one. We kind of need... Jude. I forgot that Jude died. Yeah, me, me too. Who is this? What did he do? I don't know anybody from the other ones. This is Today is a Good Day guy. No, he never said that. No, that didn't. That's Parallel universes. That's the only thing I remember is that you made up a thing that he said. <laughs> he said it. He didn't say in the movie. People reiterate. Yeah, but he was, yeah, he was the God is good all the time guy that hung out with, with the guy who wanted to go to Disney World in the first one. So they flash back to a cut. They're like, well, what if they had had a conversation about this before he died? Then we could use that. Where Jude was older than when he died. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But yeah, so we flash back to a time when Dave needed Jude's help with his what does faith look like sermon. <laughs> right. And Jude's like, yeah, man, that's a hard question because, you know, it's a koan. What does, <laughs> what does blue taste like? What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> But Jude's like, well, perhaps I can help with a story about how terrible and awful Nigeria is. Yeah. But, you know, hey, people who are really living off, like, barely subsistence living, they give a bunch of their shit to churches. So that's probably a good thing in our movie, right? Oh, yeah. When, when people are really, you know, having a hard time, 
religion's real easy to sell to them, and that's a point on our side. <laughs> We're like drugs in that way. Yeah. So, and also, by the way, the point that's being made here, as he explains how everyone in Nigeria is one wrong turn away from a slit throat, is that we are one education reform bill away from that here in America. <laughs> <laughs> But, of course, Dave's reverie is broken by a phone call, and that's it. We, we, we cut away from that. So now we get all the homeschoolers meeting with Pastor Dave again. This is where we're going to fill in that blank from before. Yes. Okay. Everybody, everybody open your envelopes. Open your envelopes. <laughs> Here is what they said was happening at public school. A girl in second grade Second grade, those are seven-year-olds mostly, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. This girl came home with an advertisement for birth control. An ad, like a Nouveau Ring pamphlet. An advertisement. <laughs> like buy two, get one free kind of thing. <laughs> they advertised birth control to second graders, according to this movie. What the fuck are you talking about? I wrote in my notes, I heard public school teachers have horns and lay eggs. <laughs> and they gave out fetus hammers in third grade. Fetus hammers. Yeah. They made our, our kids take out a condom out of the thing. Just that was their textbook this year. It was a condom and they just had to look at it yeah. all day. Oh, your, yours was a little bit less impactful than the fetus hammers. That's it. But that's bad too. So, <laughs> do you hear the music? Well, yeah, right. So that's this is when Dave has that moment, right? Because he's like, you know, earlier I didn't want to fight because I was thinking about part three, but then I had a flashback of Jude, and now I do want to fight. And we're like, oh my god, that was a resolution. Like we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we've had movement. I also love that he's like, we'll help you, and don't worry, I'll cover the costs. And they're like, you don't, you don't have the money to cover our costs, and he's like, don't worry, I won't pay. Right. And they're like, oh. He's like, let me worry about the fact that I don't have money. And they're like, we're the ones who will lose our children if we don't pay those fines. Did you no. just volunteer to not pay our fines? <laughs> what does that mean? David A.R. White knows a thing or two about losing his children. <laughs> so, and then Martin is like, tribes in to go, like, I just want to point out that banning homeschooling is exactly what China did. And I'm like, do you, th do you think that's what we're mad about? Dude, is of all the things that China did. Anyway, but this is also where we learned that the phone call from the previous scene was a congressman inviting Davy and a couple of homeschooling parents to come to Washington, D.C. and speak their minds at a subcommittee hearing about homeschooling. Buck, yeah. By the way, literally, it's Congressman Smith yes. asked him to go to Washington. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Smith wants Mr. David Arwhite to go to yeah, Washington. It's so stupid. All right. Well, that's what we're going to get in terms of a plot for this one. So with that established, we're going to take ourselves a quick break, but we're back in a flash with even more God's Not Dead, We the People. Welcome to Big Wireless Store. How can I help you? Yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry. Are you Satan, the Prince of Darkness? Oh, yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Do we know each other? No. No, uh, it's just, what are you doing here? Well, so, you know, I'm always, you know, having people sign away their souls in these contracts with a catch mm -hmm. in them. Yeah, yep, that's your thing. Well, so when I saw some of the hidden fees Big Wireless was getting away with, I was like, whoa, I'm going to learn what they're doing. 
So yeah, so like I'm here Mondays and Wednesdays now. Uh, Lou, oh. I'm going on my 15, okay? Okay, but like a real 15, Megan. Okay, like 15 minutes. Mm, feels like she's going to take way more than 15. She totally is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but Satan, what do you do when people sign up for Mint Mobile? What's Mint Mobile? Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. Wow, what's the catch? Is it flame lizards? I bet it's flame lizards. There isn't one. No catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. Wow, that sounds really not evil. It is not evil. That's correct, not evil. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Yeah, I actually switched to Mint when they became a sponsor. And not only are the services as good as the one I had before, but I save oodles of money. Wow. Really, Eli? Yeah, really, Satan. Wait, you know Eli? Oh, of course I do. Oh, yeah, well, you yeah, okay, yeah, that tracks, that tracks now. Okay, but but to sign up, you probably at least have to sacrifice one baby, right? Nope, no baby sacrifice. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, just go to mintmobile.com slash gam. That's mintmobile.com slash gam. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash gam. All right, well, that sounds good. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got to go tell Megan to end her 15 early because huh, the floor is very busy. Wow. Yeah, you really are Satan. Right. Make her do a spot sweep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everyone. This is Mr. Henderson. He's from the Atheist Department of Child Protective Services. So um, he'll be watching our class today. Hi. Yeah. Hi. So... Statistically, I'll be seeing a lot of you again, so nice to meet you, I guess. Uh, okay, um, so today we're going to be learning about Noah's Ark. Ah, here we go. So anyway, God became very angry with the people and decided to cause a great flood and kill all humans and animals Sounds on Earth. super reasonable. That's, that's a reasonable story. Yep. Noah and his wife and their two daughters build a giant ark and put two of each animal inside. It's like four million animals, just the record. And then they floated for... Uh, uh, question? Can I ask a question? I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were going to ask questions. Yeah, yeah, just real quick. What did the four million animals eat on that boat? What did they eat? Hay. They had hay. So the boat had four million animals and four million animals worth of hay to eat for that whole time? Yes. Well, that seems like an awful lot. Timmy, come on. Good stuff, Timmy. Exactly. To send you somewhere cool for foster care. Good job. I'm um, sorry. Just one last question. Uh, Mr. Henderson. Last one. I promise. So if God came to you like he came to Abraham and told you to kill your child, what would you do at that point? Mom. I'm thinking, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Come on, kids. Uh, let's get out of here. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. This guy gets it. You're getting a good foster home, too. <laughs> hey, podcast listener. Are you enjoying our japes and chicanery? Just use people words. I'm nervous. Did you know that you can get 60-plus bonus episodes, plus a commercial-free version of the show that you can play on any podcast player by giving us as little as a dollar an episode over at patreon.com slash godawful? 
Plus, at higher levels, you get stuff like uh, at-home Christian movie bingo cards, free tickets to our live shows eventually when we do that again, and Eli will fuck your dad. Nobody's signed up for that yet, but I'll do it. Mm -hmm. You sure will. So yeah, if you're enjoying the show, you want more, or just don't want us to starve, head over to patreon.com slash godawful and toss us a dollar or two. Patreon. Because if you give us enough money, we'll eventually be able to hire Kevin Sorbo to wear a Garfield costume in a parody Christian movie. And we're back for more of this shit. We're going to rejoin our heroes getting ready for their trip to D.C. And like, you know, quick writing the kids most of the way out of the script for the rest of the film. <laughs> There's this great scene where uh, Brandon, he says, hey, dad, this is the money for my car that I was going to buy the car. You you can have it for your court fines. He's like, and the dad's like, oh, dude, you're not going to make me cry, are you? And he's like, no, Antonio Sabato Jr. None of us think you have that kind of acting <laughs> no. chops. You were in Shark Hunter, dude. I also like that he doesn't necessarily say no. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, you don't have to do that. But it's, yeah, if it comes down to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will take my child's money. You don't know how much is there because you were homeschooled anyways. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? No, I'll Venmo you the amount when I get my password's not working right now, but uh, we'll, we'll square it up. We'll square it up. <laughs> how many cubits are you giving me? So single mom shows up too. I guess they're all carpooling to the airport or whatever. And she sure is stressed about a new plot point. We haven't been introduced to yet. <laughs> Hit in that. Yeah. Super subtle. Dave and Martin are getting ready to go to Martin is making his play at being the film's comic relief. Oh man. They gave him a camera and you can tell they were like, I mean, you know, and he was like, please, I'm 55. Don't, <laughs> don't make me be the Asian guy with the camera. I'll, I'll yell a bunch of Liberty Bell facts into the middle distance. Just don't. I don't even remember how I was in the last movies. I don't know what I'm doing in this one. Just, just, just cut. Just cut. So, so, okay. And so, meanwhile, Brandon has given himself an over the pants over his pictures of Kayla, the girl selling the car. He hands one of the pictures that is very clearly just of Kayla, like lying spread eagled on the car to his sister. And he's like, pretty cool car, right? And she's like, Dude, there's just a lady's vagina in this picture. I don't I can't. Well, you're right. right. No, I did take just a picture of her vagina, didn't I? My bad. <laughs> so then we speed cut over to him buying that car. And we have the whole like, will he ask her out? Won't he ask her out? Can he get up the guts in time? We have that moment. Will you possibly go out? I poked myself in both eyes. I'm diving out <laughs> the window of the car We're while sitting, it's moving out. You're in a car. How did you fall down? <laughs> I'm in the... I'm under the wheels. <laughs> I need you to move the car off of me without moving it no, onto no. me. Back, 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 go back. No, the other back. Shit. Not backwards. I meant back to where you were. I squished my penis on oh, your car. Oh, blue shell. Fuck blue shell. <laughs> so, yeah, but of course, as he's trying to work up the guts to ask her out, her mom calls and she's like, oh, you know, I got to take this phone call right now. I can't. There's no such thing as voicemail. So bye. There was a whiff of a point of this movie where she just fucking hated him and was trying to get rid of him. I was really excited for that plot. <laughs> You're a fucking... Oh, ring, ring. Would you look at that? It's the reality phone. What's that? <laughs> How old is the earth? Oh, I gotta go. What, what's that parachute technician? You want me to check my parachute? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oh, and this is also where we learned that Taylor got fired because she was taking time off to testify before Congress. And then you're like, well, they already had homeschool parents. Why is she here then? What is the point? 
Well, we're going to learn that she has a very important role to play in this. <laughs> are we going to? Is that what we're going to learn? Okay, we'll get there. So, Martin and Dave go over to have a heart to heart with her, right? You know, because they're like, "Oh, well, we're her pastors, so we should like, you know, help her in her time of need." What they should tell her to do is stop being a terrible parent who gets fired to go to a, a thing in D.C. that doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. In this conversation, she's like, yeah, my son has real mental health issues. And every time I leave home, he's afraid that I'm going to die and becomes like almost psychotic in his fear about that. And they're like, cool, 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 cool. Well, I'm glad you're here to be the seventh person at this hearing right. then. <laughs> right. Also, she says something about her husband's death here that I, I need to drill down on, right? She says, my husband was killed. They said it was an equipment malfunction, but I can read between the lines. Mm -hmm. What does what that, that mean? mean? His dick got caught in something. His dick got caught in that's something. That's the only thing that it could... <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it means. The only thing I can think of is he killed himself. I, he died in Benghazi. <laughs> Thanks, Hillary. <laughs> yeah. Right, what... What is that supposed to be? I literally think that line was put in the movie just so everyone could be like, classic government, not really telling you why your husband's dead. Right. <laughs> I get it. They said my husband died of COVID. <laughs> but I know it was just because he didn't get enough horse poison. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and then she says as part of this, she's like, you know, yeah, my husband died in the military fighting for our freedom to homeschool our kids. And my kid has got PTSD and he wouldn't last a minute in public schools. And I'm like, are you going to tell us why not? And then she explains it's because they would get him the help he so desperately needs. Literally, that's what gets said here. Yeah. She's like, yeah, they'd give him like an IEP. That's an individualized education plan, which is great for a kid that needs that. And she's like, IEP, that would be bad for my kid that be desperately needs that. Yeah. yeah, You're telling me a woman whose husband was killed by an IED that my son needs an <laughs> IEP? Uh-uh. I know. They just switch out that letter and blam, my kid's gone. Dangly tail on it if that gets knocked off. <laughs> And then, okay, so then we cut to Brandon. He's cleaning out his new car. We're damn it. He, he doesn't find an earring slash excuse to call Kayla again. Okay. When he pulled out the earring and there was sort of like a still shot on it, I was like, is he going to jerk off onto that earring? <laughs> did you guys have that moment? <laughs> I had that moment. As did I. And so there, there was also there was this, okay, so what's supposed to be happening in this scene is that this is where Kayla learns that he's homeschooled, Right. So he's he texts her. He's like, hey, you know, I've got your earring. Do you want me to bring it to you? And she's like, yeah, yeah, bring it to me at my school. And he's like, OK. And then then there's this whole like surprise. He's homeschooled bit. And I'm like, well, if you didn't know he was homeschooled, why would you assume that during school hours he could just swing by your school and drop off a fucking earring? Where are you? Right. <laughs> I also love that they use this as a chance to show that the writers of God's Not Dead 4 are up on all the texting slang. Yeah. <laughs> W-Y-M and Y-W-Y-A in full use here. Yeah. What are those? <laughs> W-Y-A is where you at. God damn it. And the other one was, would you mind? Would you mind? I'm really proud that I don't know that. Now I do, though. Yeah, okay. you were. We use it all the time. Didn't know that. All right. So then in an effort to out America, the goddamn Colbert Report opening sequence, we get a montage of DC tourist traps with, I am not making this shit up, 
a voiceover of David A.R. White reading the goddamn Gettysburg Address. <laughs> yeah. And can I just say, my theater, not in full agreement with the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> Couple uh, choice sentences in that thing where they were like, mumble, rumble. I don't remember that part, mumble, rumble. <laughs> well, so, but yeah. So, okay, here's the thing, though. What they're trying to establish here is that the Civil War was really about your right to homeschool your kids. <laughs> yep. States' rights to homeschool their kids. It's the critical race theory that's got you thinking otherwise. And by the way, David A.R. White is at a monument in D.C. reading the Gettysburg Address out loud. Right. So I wanted somebody to walk over and be like, hey, man, are you? Reading the Gettysburg Address out loud to yourself. <laughs> you just do that quiet. quiet. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Also, if you're going to do a montage of DC things, maybe don't do a shot where you have a giant smile in front of the Vietnam Memorial. <laughs> yeah. He's like pointing at a name on the wall like, that's my uncle. Huh? He just died. Taking huh? a selfie. YOLO. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, holo. Yes. <laughs> he died. Wait. <laughs> my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he only lived once. Got yeah, it. he only. Okay. So okay. So and then meanwhile, back home, Brandon is at Kayla's school talking with her about how awesome it is to be homeschooled because she goes to one of those schools where you're like just allowed to meet your boyfriend in a room when you when he shows up. You just yep. have a room for that. Yeah, there's a study hall. There's a meet a stranger that you sold your car to hall. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he's telling her how great homeschooling is, and he's like, "Yeah, it's like I don't have to know any real facts at all, really." Ever. But the downside is he doesn't get prom. And I wrote, well, I mean, you could have a prom in Utah. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, so first of all, number one, yes, you could absolutely. It's not like the schools only let kids that go there go to the prom anyway, right? You know, you yeah, could yeah. absolutely still go to the fucking prom. Number two, like most areas that have a lot of homeschooling have like homeschool proms that different churches set up and shit. So like, absolutely that shit exists for homeschooled because they, they know a shockingly small amount about homeschooling to be making a whole fucking movie about it. To make a whole movie in defense of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because everyone who wrote this movie or had anything to do with this movie sends their kid to private expensive Christian yeah. schools. And they're <laughs> like, but I bet if I didn't have any money, I sure would sit down and teach my kids social studies. Right. <laughs> We also learn here that Kayla wants to be a lawyer and follow in her mom's footsteps. <gasps> Who could her mom be? <laughs> <laughs> Who are the legal people in the movie so far? Mm, okay, all There's right. One. You, spoilers, come on, Eli. <laughs> Slow it down. Sorry. sorry, sorry. But yeah, but she says, yeah, me and my mom always have lawyer discussions. Just, you know, you're just going to throw that out as one of the facts about me that you now know. I'm going to be on a panel for Fox News one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So Martin and Davey are out on a fucking freedom tour of, of DC. This is where Martin drops his Washington Monument knowledge. Yeah. He's like, Hey, did you know that the Washington Monument has God words at the tippy top? And he's like, Yeah, what is that? Is that useful to us in any way? He's like, Yeah, it means that uh, America is Christian. You get to do whatever you want. You you can do whatever you want because the their monuments have secret words on them. Yeah, he says the east face of the Washington Monument capstone says "Praise be to God" in Latin, and I'm like, yeah, man, the south face has the name of the engineer and his assistant. What's your point? <laughs> and the west face says in Latin, "You have to let us go to the prom at your public school." 
Liberty Bell has Clark carved on the inside from a vandal in the 1960s, man. (laughs) Is Clark in charge of some shit I should know about? (laughs) Yeah, but then Davey has to head off to a pizza place to go meet with congressmen. Oh, I really wanted it to be a comet pizza. Like they show up and there's an underground satanic sacrifice. And the congressman is like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I get the wrong? I got the wrong vibe. You said you were a pastor. Oh. And I just, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you want an actual slice. Okay. Okay. But like, all right. Now, it, you guys back me up on this. The, the table and the chairs that they were sitting on were comically small compared to them. <laughs> Well, right? you know, the Chuck E. Cheese said they could only have the afternoon to shoot their movie. It's clearly a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> the regular size chairs are reserved for paying customers. If Chuck E. Cheese had wandered through the background of this <laughs> scene, <laughs> making the jerk off gesture. <laughs> All right, we're buying this fucking film and recutting it. <laughs> so- yeah. Crazy hundred air money, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, but this is where we meet Congressman Smith. He did not have a shark movie on his IMDb page. I checked. Oh. But he's explaining all the horse, the slippery slope they're on, where soon educational guidelines won't even make exceptions for religion. Common Core teaches children that there's no such thing as truth. Oh, but- In elementary school is what they're saying. Like the postmodern second grade with abortion ads is the problem that they're trying to fix here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so add that to your villain board, by the way, Common Core. That's going to turn out to be kind of the main bad guy in this movie. Yep. Yeah. So he, he says, you know, Common Core is politically biased. What are the odds that the people on my side would always be wrong at every point in history if the curriculum <laughs> wasn't biased? Yeah. They tell you that the founding fathers were slave owners and old men, but they were in their 20s. <laughs> yeah, right. But they were young. <laughs> <laughs> they gave that line to a black actor. Yep. They gave that an African-American gentleman who can absolutely trace his lineage to a literal slave was like, oh, what do I say today? Oh, I try and do this shitty fucking which hand is it in with the slavery of George Washington? Got it. Action. Well, so, but, yeah. yeah, like, keep it. But that would have been a punchline that we'd have written to this scene. He's just like, you know, they say there were a bunch of old white slave owners, but in truth, they were very young. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I pass out during something else in this explanation? <laughs> Jesus. I, I I wrote my notes here. Common Core is a tool of the devil created to destroy freedom. And I'm like, man, I am not exaggerating. I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. And by the way, this whole speech, like Common Core could have been replaced by critical race theory. Oh, yes. They had one of their three black actors shitting on critical race theory yep. right here. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we get a quick musical interlude while we check in on all the characters just kind of randomly. Just remember this guy. He's in the movie. This lady. Okay. However, this musical interlude has an ending that made me laugh so hard. (laughs) Me too. I genuinely thought I was going to get the shit beat out of me in my theater. Me too. There was like a a young guy in front of me and I was like, oh, he is going to punch me to death. I died doing what I loved, (laughs) making fun of Christians. Because it is, it is like a sad, like sometimes when we touch montage, right? Where we see like 
fucking people texting and the families holding hands and David Ayer White's looking out a different texting. window. Texting. This is a texting montage. Pretty much, yeah. And then at the end, <laughs> Aisha gets into a car crash. Yes. A violent fucking <laughs> car crash. It wakes you right the fuck up. Yeah. Literally, the song playing is it's by the actor who plays that mom. She's also a singer, apparently, mm-hmm. in real life. This is her song called God is Good. So literally, it's like, God is good. Car crash. Yes. <laughs> it's so amazing. Cuts over to the Christian mom who wrote the song, just checking off one on the Muslim board. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, okay. So now we, we join the gang at the halls of Congress getting ready for the big day. First, we hear from another, yet another one of the bad guys in the movie, the Secretary of Education. <laughs> yep. yep. Who says, we're on the right side of history by educating kids. I'm a bad guy in this movie. I am the bad guy. Homeschooling is bullshit and Jesus deserved what he got. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the bad guy in the movie explains how homeschooling should at least be monitored. Right. That bastard. My theater at this point was like, rebel, 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 yeah. rebel, don't mind. <laughs> and so while that's going on outside, Representative Smith is chatting up with the uh, homeschooling group. Yeah, he's explaining to them that politics is like the Coliseum and that there aren't enough Christians in Congress. That's the real problem. <laughs> there aren't enough Christians running for office. He actually he has a whole speech where he's like, well, you know, the thing is, the problem is, is that Christians got out of politics and we just trusted everybody else to do it. It's like 90 goddamn percent of Congress is Christian. <laughs> what? He also then explains to him, and I just love their understanding of how congressional hearing works. He's like, they're doing the testimony for the other side right now. <laughs> like, like it's a fucking wedding. <laughs> no, you guys sit on the left with me. <laughs> so. All right. And so we didn't mention this, but in that texting montage earlier, Kayla asked Brandon to the prom. So he's going to go to the prom with her. So now we get the scene where he, he doesn't know how to prom. He doesn't even know what kind of corsage to get or anything. Uh... And this scene exists so that we can learn that Kayla's mom is evil Judge Piro. What twist? Yeah, twist. <laughs> they they checked that. So off many high the... fives in the writing yep, room. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're back in D.C. Davy is hard at work studying his congressional testimony flashcards. <laughs> you are the government. I am the government. <laughs> Oops to the people. <laughs> and this is where Congressman Smith gives him the pep talk. Yeah. He's like, "Listen, they're going to insist." That religious beliefs are irrational. So, good luck with that. You're going to have to prove (laughs) the Bible is true. And David R. White's like, no problem. No problem. I got this. Plan B, we storm the Capitol. (laughs) (laughs) Try to overthrow the government. Smith is like, now, of course, when you go in there, they're going to say religion is stupid. And I'm like, are the the politicians in America going to say that the American politicians are going to talk about how dumb religion is? Is that really... He's like, all you got to do is explain that religion is completely rational. I'm like, is that all? <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. As long as you don't, I don't know, have a mental breakdown and take up my last five minutes of testimony with what I would call a car suicide note of a speech, you'll be fine. <laughs> he throws away five flashcards. Okay. All right, well, okay. Got all, right. all right. Got it. So, okay. So inside the hearing, some evil bastard is calling for a gasp. 
nationalized curriculum. Yeah, when the bad guy says the children belong to all of us, my theater actually booed. <laughs> booed. And again, I left and I was like, this guy's going to beat the shit out of me. I can't. Because they were like, you don't get to tell my kids about the fucking tectonic plates, you motherfucker. This is so Congressman Smith is trying to like grill the evil lib senator here in this moment yes. of the hearing. Uh -huh. And he's like, hey, uh, lib senator, isn't having a curriculum illegal? <laughs> and the senator's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course, that's not illegal. And that's when... He the evil senator is like, the children belong to all of us. I own your child. For real. It's so fucking sad. Like, first of all, how deep into their bullshit do you have to be before you know that nationalized curriculum is a, a bad thing? Right. right. And uh, Mr. Smith's gotcha there is about the fact that educational standards are set locally, not nationally. And that's what the law says. But of course, there are, you know, that's it's not that's not absolute. And that's what the evil senator says. Yeah. And each locality should have a curriculum about real things. Right. Yes, right. A, a common core, if you will. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> Bayonne, New Jersey is like, we did the math. One plus one is three. Yeah, in our, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then Smith tries to like, you know, dunk on the guy who said the children belong to all of us by saying, well, I've got some parents that are going to come out and testify that their children belong to them. And that's where the, cheer, the theater cheers. And I'm like, guys, that's not better. No, <laughs> that still implies ownership of a human. My theater, it was too close together. It was a really great moment because they were booing the previous line, but then they didn't quite hear what Smith replied. So they tried to cheer, but they were like, I missed it. Yay. He's on our <laughs> side, right? Good, probably. He is black. I don't feel good <laughs> clapping for a black character. But... <laughs> oh. All right. But now it's finally time for the fucking Scooby gang to testify here. So first they, they trot out this, this statistic and I, I just, I'm sorry. I want to inject this, right? Cause they point out that homeschooled kids tend to do better on standardized tests. Now that's true, but there are two problems. Number one, a fucking course they do. They're far more likely to be wealthy. The teacher to student ratio is very often one or two, right? You know, it's, it, it, they're generally from well off families, et cetera. But more importantly, they can cheat. There's no required testing. Homeschooled kids who take standardized tests do so because the parents have decided that they can take that test. Yep. The ones that wouldn't pass it just don't take them. Mm -hmm. So fucking course they do better. I didn't even realize just how meaningless that data point was. Yeah. It was already dumb. Now it's just impossibly dumb. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not required by law to take the SATs at any point. And the evil lib senators, like, experts say kids should learn re real stuff, though, and we're pretty sure you're teaching fake, fake stuff. Is actually even more innocent than that. She says the experts say that standardized education is good, to which Davey replies, with all due respect, the experts are wrong. End of fucking sentence. The, the, the actual yep. quote in the movie as well. We believe the experts are wrong. I'm like, well, there's American politics in a nutshell. That person gets to testify before Congress, too. What are your thoughts on ivermectin, sir? We'd like to hear about that now, too. Have you done your own research? Any epidemiology that you'd like to do yeah. us in? <laughs> but don't worry. He has an example. And so here's what I'm going to tell you. Hey, let's play another little game. You still got that envelope from before? <laughs> He's going to talk about Thanksgiving. 
What do you think his problem with the way we talk about Thanksgiving is? Oh, I wrote my notes when he <laughs> says what his his lead in is just what about Thanksgiving? And I'm like, where are you going, you beautiful blonde bastard? Where are you going? Is there a war on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm on you sweet, <laughs> sweet motherfucker. <laughs> There's a war on Thanksgiving. God damn it. It's so much crazier than we thought. I thought he was going to go with classic racist like they say we killed all the Indians and that's not wrong. No, his problem <laughs> is that we don't focus enough on the fact that the pilgrims were Christians and the Indians were just ah, they were just fucking hanging out. Right, right. He he says, you know, our kids are being taught that Thanksgiving is about diversity, but it's not about diversity. It's about Jesus. And I'm like, God, we got to add diversity to the fucking villains. List <laughs> the problem with Thanksgiving is critical race theory. Yep. That's okay. what's said. Here. <laughs> Too much focus on the pilgrims and the Indians getting along. Noted. Oh, oh I'm writing that down. So, OK. And, and of course, just then Taylor single mom gets pulled out of the hearing because of an emergency phone call that is so not an emergency. Yeah, Jackson's in the bathroom yelling, this is my gun, there's only one like it, but this one is mine. Also, I have a really bad parent <laughs> yeah, who has right. left me here to accomplish nothing at a hearing somewhere else. Yeah, no, so apparently the, the emergency... Now, granted, the kid does have an emergency. It's post-traumatic stress disorder and he should be seeing a counselor, but the emergency that the movie presents us with is he sure is grumpy today and he won't finish his beans, you know? <laughs> today I learned my toddler has had post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> every day of his entire fucking life. <laughs> so... All right, so then we cut all of a sudden the goddamn, the Muslim dad from part one, Aisha's dad. He might as well skate onto camera and be like, we're still in the movie. We're still in the movie. Right. right. So fucking random. But yeah, so she got in that car wreck, remember, that woke us up earlier. So he's going to the hospital to check in on her. Now, we know from her flashbacks that they haven't spoken since he kicked her out of the house in part one. Honestly, maybe part one's most racist moment, which is a big that's a big thing. You know, that's a big ass. Yeah. So, and I got to admit, like her getting into the car wreck is the only like movie level thing that had happened. And I had already forgotten about it. Yep. By this point. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Honestly, I felt like the movie had forgotten. About yeah. It. Right. Yeah. And that's it, by the way. He's, you know, he's starting to regret his Muslimness now. But with that plot line nurtured, we head back to the hearing where evil congressman is explaining that faith is both irrational and anti-scientific and i'm like yeah congressional representatives are always saying shit like that right constantly oh find a nickel <laughs> can't get them to stop but it is though that is irrational faith in something is irrational well is it is it is it really heath because <laughs> taylor has a little something to say about that yes <laughs> this scene this scene is so fucking amazing this is top 10 best scenes we've ever done. Ever. Okay. Ever, ever. Okay. This is where my best worst pops up. Yeah. Okay. So the claim is made that belief in the Bible and having faith without evidence, that would be irrational and anti-science. And then she pipes up and she's like, no, it's not. And the evil lib senator is like, oh, what's, uh, what's your area of expertise? I thought you were like a restaurant manager or something. And she says, 
wrong. I'm a literal rocket scientist. I used to work for NASA. Yeah, I used to work for a little division of the Department of Interior called NASA. Maybe you've heard of it. When she <laughs> said that she worked for NASA it's in space. I started to cry with laughter. I could not stop laughing here. I was crying, and my whole theater turned around to look at me because I was laughing really loud, uncontrollably. I got so in trouble I, here too. I, too. I was, I was, I was literally, I was apologizing. I was like, I'm so sorry, because so I was laughing too hard. They were just going to come over and start kicking me in turns. But I, I wrote as a joke, I work for NASA, and then she was like, I work for NASA. I fucking lost it. Oh my god. Okay, so and I, I just love this tiny little detail. She says, you know. I, before I was a restaurant manager, which was a job I took because I needed more time with my son after my husband, who was in the military, died, I worked for a little department of the government called the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. And then they have to have somebody else go, NASA? Because otherwise their <laughs> audience wouldn't know what she was talking about. Where's that? What's a Nana Nasma <laughs> And as stupid as this is, as stu stupid as that reveal is, the point is even dumber. Her point is, if fucking faith is anti-scientific, how do you explain the fact that Buzz Aldrin took communion on the moon? <laughs> huh? Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> also, she had this great moment where she accent, she kept blowing it with my theater because my theater was like, yeah, and then she would say something that would, ah. So she, at one point she was like, and I'll, we're not flat earthers. So first of all, you genuinely make up a tremendous percentage of flat earthers, yep. Christian. Also, so. uh, weird flex. Yeah. We're not flat earthers. That's a weird flex. But my theater must have had a couple flat earthers because I felt the energy yeah, take uh -huh. just a little bit of a dip in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, look, we tell our kids to correct shape of the earth and everything. And I'm like, what about his age? And she's like, moving on, moving on. <laughs> And then she and she closes this with that weird like my husband died face down in the muck so that we could enjoy this little family restaurant here bit. <laughs> you call me Mrs. Hayes. Yeah, exactly. This pussy is signed, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> and I do not know why. I do not know what angel left this in the movie, but she finishes her a triumphant speech, and the senator's like, Okay, that was nothing. <laughs> For clarity, yeah. that was that was nothing. You you yelled about your job. You cried that your husband was dead. You pointed out that you know the atomic number of cesium. So, and then you asked me to call you Mrs. So, we're gonna take a quick break. All right. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, and like them, I mean, you know that level of bat shittery should be enough to give everybody pause. So we're also going to pause. First, let me give Act to the Hard Sell, though. Can David A.R. Whiteside articulate a single relevant point before it's too late? What argument do they think they're even making? When you eat a Jesus cracker on the lunar surface, is that technically communion? Find out the answers to these <laughs> questions and more when we return for the dribbling conclusion of God's Not Dead, We the People. Communion. Uh, what about the Choco Frosted Sugar Bombs? No, no. Uh, ethnically Troubling Marshmallows? Nope. Hey, guys, why are you throwing away all the cereal? Oh, hey, Noah. Eli and I are trying to get a, a bit healthier, you know, but it's so difficult to find a healthy breakfast. Well, why don't you just try Magic Spoon? Ooh, the one that Jesus used at the Last Supper? 
that makes you immortal? I heard the legend. No, yeah, no, guys. Magic Spoon cereal has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. It has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs, and only 140 calories a serving. Wow, that is healthy. Well, plus you get to build your own box with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, and, backed by popular demand, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Those all sound amazing. They are. Just go to magicspoon.com slash gam and grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code gam at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash gam and use the code gam to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. All right. Sounds pretty good. But Noah, ethnically speaking, would you call their mascots troubling in retrospect? I I would not. No. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Cool. I call this hearing to order. The witness may proceed. Your Honor, I move for a mistrial. Uh, nope. Sorry. No. No, you don't do that. This is just to be clear. This is a congressional hearing. You say what you want to about the subject, and then you just... I was a scientist at NASA, and my husband exploded. Okay, is that your testimony? Maybe you haven't checked the dollar bill lately, but it says, in God we trust on it. Right, your rubble, turn rubble. to talk. Again, all that happens is you guys talk. There's nothing Not that happens... guilty, Your Honor. Okay, we're done here. Touchdown! Democracy was a terrible idea. Jumanji! And we're back for still more of this shit. And we're going to rejoin the action with Judge Janine Pirro, seeing that there's stuff about her on the hearing on the news. Yeah. Of course, that's national news. The subcommittee hearing on homeschooling that Davey was at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's getting one of those like movie phone calls where it's like, you got to see this. You're going to yeah. see just the relevant part the, because your <laughs> channel and TV is tuned to exactly the right. Yeah, well, you turn is playing it on. in Times Square and everybody's freaking out about this <laughs> Right. And then we head over to the hospital where Muslim dad's chatting it up with the doctor about his fucked up daughter. Yeah. Good thing someone wasn't taking up her hospital bed with preventable COVID. Huh? Yeah, right. She just got a room. Yeah. The doctor says, do you pray? And he's like, well, to the wrong God, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> When he was like, oh, I'm a Muslim, I wanted the doctor to be like, oh, never mind. No, let's not waste our time with those demons. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's like, well, you know, prayer couldn't hurt. And I'm like, well, actually. <laughs> the one time we tested, it does. All right, I'm going to go. You know that Templeton study actually showed a small, Shh, it, made it, it made it worse. It was funny. They, they spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> Found the opposite of what they wanted. But then it's time for Kayla to finally confront her mom about her irrational hatred for homeschooling. Mom, you're always sending my boyfriend's parents to jail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says, well, you know, you think homeschooling is bad, but I've known a kid who was homeschooled for almost three days and he's mostly normal. <laughs> yeah, well, with rock solid anecdotes like that. <laughs> you know? And I like that the lens that they've tried to do it through is like they talk legal to each other. So she's like, motion for you to listen to me about my boyfriend. Denied. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, of course, and this is supposed to get my my theater cracked up at this line. She's like, Mom, why do you hate homeschooling so much? She says, because homeschooling is separatist, elitist and racist. I'm like, but it is, though, right? Like, it so is. It is definitely separatist. <laughs> I, but 
definition. By definition. It's absolutely elitist because only people who have enough free time to actually homeschool their kids can do it. And it's racist because of how often it's done to keep kids out of predominantly black schools or schools with a large black population. It's just like it is, though. Or so that you don't have to teach kids history. Well, and, and that, like, and the argument this movie is making, which is also a racist aspect of homeschooling, yes. Also, homeschooling doesn't advertise abortion services to second graders. That is racist. Right. Think yeah. about it. How are second graders going to know which pill they want to be on? So, <laughs> Need to know the truth about Margaret Sanger, too. Yeah. <laughs> so then we head back to D.C. There's this incredibly useless scene where Dave is down at the lobby of the hotel getting his food and he overhears the evil congressional aides talking about how stupid religion is and how much they hate him. Oh, the Congress people <laughs> roasting the NASA lady's speech. Yeah. That was so good. And she's just like, I'm from NASA and I'm allowed the speaking of cesium. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I mean, put a mic in front of those interns, man. Yeah. And that's the scene. There's literally nothing else that happens in that scene that never comes back. There's no like new information that he gains from eavesdropping on these people. That's it. They're just saying he's dumb and the people he brought with him are dumb. Yeah. And they, sh they play it like he has this amazing new spy information that he's going to use later. They think we're no. dumb, guys. That'll, we'll use that to our advantage. We'll we use that right to our advantage. <laughs> they did the like, me, 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 me. They said they made you sound like that. <laughs> that's what that. you said. All right. So, guys, it's very important not to say me. Because <laughs> that's what they're expecting multiple times. <laughs> Should I talk about cesium again? No, actually, don't do that. Help. They said, me, 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 cesium. They me, said, me, me. You might maybe just swept the floors at now. Don't worry. I'm going to argue with them in the next scene about whether the Bible is sexist. So, I got this, guys. <gasps> oh. All right. <laughs> So, yeah, then boom, it's day two of the hearings and we get the is Christianity sexist thing, which to which Davey says no. And I'm like, OK, well, now, well, now you can get him for perjury. This is a congressional hearing. You're not allowed to just. <laughs> well, and I love this because now she's like they need a gotcha that they can refute. Right. And there are so many examples of sexism in the Bible that you can't refute. The one they go with is, well, Paul told people women to cover their heads. <laughs> Right, which is incredibly sexist. Okay, so I, I just, this is such incredible fucking nonsense. The lady says, well, the Bible is super sexist. Paul told women that they had to cover their heads. And he's like, well, did you know that at that time in Rome, young women who weren't married were required to wear their heads uncovered because, like, the men thought that was sexy? This is just made up bullshit. It's garbage. It's nothing. It's nothing because it's the closest they could get and they try to take where she was like, what about cutting concubines into five pieces as a message about how badly you're being treated and David Ayer White was like, everybody likes a gift now and then. <laughs> Shit, we need a new one. Cut. New, new argument. <laughs> so but even if his thing was true, his argument is, no, 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 no. Paul was just telling women not to be whores. Right. You know, just don't be, don't be such sluts. That's all. Yes, exactly, exactly. He's like, oh, but he, Paul meant that in a very feminist way. He actually says at one point, for the time it was written, it was one of the most progressive documents in the world. And I'm like, oh, so like 2,000 years ago, it was a good source of morals is what you're saying? <laughs> Back then? Yeah, the three-fifths compromise was progressive at the time. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yes. All right, so, and then we go back to, like, Kayla going full lawyer on her mom about homeschooling. 
and, and so she starts making these arguments, the first of which amounts to, and I think we all wrote this or some variation of it in our notes, but what about the fact that Christians are just better than the rest of us? Yeah. And, and mom is like, well, what's your evidence for that? And the daughter's like, come on, mom, they're Christian. Like I said. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Do you want me to say Christian again? Christian. <laughs> they do most of the donating volunteering. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, all right, but they could. They did so. right, and the mom's like, "Are you counting like spreading their religion as donating and volunteering an institution that they've set up explicitly so that they can claim to do more donating and volunteering?" Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, objection. No. <laughs> no, this is not a court. So, okay, so then we go back to the hearing where David A.R. White is just blindly flailing at straw men and missing some more. Yep. That's the best. This movie wrote both sides of the argument, and they wrote this ridiculous, terrible straw man, and they still lost themselves to it. Yes. Yep. They lost to their own terrible straw man. At one point, he's saying, well... The truth is the truth for everyone. And I'm like, do you really want to go down that road, Davey? Are we doing truth now, Dave? Revelation Road? I don't think so. And he's like, Christianity isn't intolerant. You guys are intolerant of its homophobia. (laughs) Buddy, I've watched multiple movies that you've starred in about the Christian apocalypse. Do we want to do truth? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I stay away from sit-up challenges. Maybe you stay away from truth challenges, Dave. (laughs) Lanes, right? (laughs) We stay in our lanes. Right, so David A.R. White gives this big speech about the definition of truth, and then the lib senator in charge of the hearing is like, okay, that's enough, gavel. <laughs> Again, this is nothing. <laughs> you said nothing. We're done. And he's like, but you didn't say we're allowed to do whatever we want. Yeah, I thought that was uh, the, I thought our movie that we wrote would say that. <laughs> yeah. And what we're supposed to be seeing here is that the evil chairman side is getting its ass whipped by Davey and his amazing, silly ass Facebook rant or whatever. And so they have to adjourn quick before he drops too much truth on them. But this is also where, yeah, apparently for the first time, Davey realizes that this hearing has nothing to do with, like, their specific case with Judge Pirro back home. Right. Right. What did they think was happening here? <laughs> In their movie. What did they think the hearing? They could have written something dumb, but they win. But they don't even do that. I think he thought that this congressional hearing was an appeal for their hearing back home. That's how they play it. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, the next scene is the church secretary who's babysitting Taylor's kid getting the phone call that, like, yeah, you know, turns out this movie really isn't about anything at all up to this point, so... I guess I'm just going to come home. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we have that great scene where, like, the evil congressman comes to have that one-on-one with Dave and tell him what a silly Christian rube he is. Oh, did this feel like a go storm the Capitol on January 6th pep talk to anyone besides me? <laughs> um, the only way that I would pay attention if a couple of heroes, I don't know, maybe dressed as Braveheart extras, really tried to overthrow the government. You know, did a little walking tour and got shot in the face. Yes. <laughs> That'll show me. How many zip ties do you own right now? Oh, yeah, because like there's at one point, Dave actually says to this congressman, you know, I'd be careful about going to war against God's church. Again, it's like it's not like they didn't know that the Capitol riots had happened before they put this movie out. It just came out. Yeah. 
That's pretty fucked up. Also, there's this moment where he's like, Mao came for the church. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he also got it. Though. He, he did win. <laughs> but then time happened. He'd be like 150 now. This is stupid. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but then he didn't get America. Uh, so, yeah. So the, the, the congressman's like, I don't care about your stupid Jesus. I've got an 83% approval rating. Bwahaha. And then he slithers away. And then ta- and I love Taylor shows up at this point. And she's like, wow, I really thought like Jesus would show up in act three. There'd be a miracle. We'd win. We didn't win. Um, Seems weird. No. <laughs> it's so sad. They <laughs> lose their own movie. They lose their own movie. Well, we'll talk about how hard they lose their own movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. But first, we're going to cut over to Muslim dad who has wandered into a Christian church to talk to God as though he's kind of known which was the real one the whole time. Okay, yeah. does he think that people get punished by the gods they worship? Like, it's a, no, her management is the Christian god. Right. Now. I got to go speak to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess he'll have to heal her. Yeah, right. So he goes to this church and, like, demands Christian god meet him in this Denny's parking lot and have it out once and for all. Honestly, if the last 26 minutes of this movie had just been the Christian God of the universe and this Muslim dad rolling around in these <laughs> church pews <laughs> having a Peter Griffin versus the chicken fist fight. <laughs> I'm sold. This is my, this would be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> and also like there's this weird, this, this is how bad Christians are at trying to look at the world through non-Christian eyes. They have the, Muslim dad asking Christian God, is this my fault for being the wrong religion? But like he's he would assume this was Muslim God punishing his daughter for her apostasy. He would take this as evidence that he was right, just like you dumbasses do. Yep. Until he got side tackled by chicken God and then he'd understand. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how they end this scene. They end the scene. Jackson shows up. Why? Go fuck yourself. And he like comes over and hugs him. And he might as well be like, shh, our part of the movie is over now. (laughs) (laughs) We're free. We're over fives and we're free. (laughs) So, and look, I didn't realize that this was the same kid as Taylor's kid from before because we see him so infrequently and he looks just so generically kid. Right. He's just yeah. like he's the avatar before you start fucking with it. I had no idea where we were going when a kid just suddenly came up and hugged him. I thought maybe that was God or I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, maybe the kid is supposed to be a Jesus character. I don't know. Oh, so part, part, we'll have to wait for part five. OK. Does that make it good writing? No, it does. No, that's nothing. It nothing is going to make this help. good <laughs> writing. OK. So meanwhile, Representative Smith is, is taking his gang to see his favorite liberty statue so he can ooze America words at them. I fucking loved this so much because like he's taking he's like a lot of people know about Lady Liberty, but you don't know about Lady Freedom. That's because no one calls this statue Lady Freedom. I just found a statue named Freedom. Yep. And I'm going to tell you some facts about it. <laughs> And his facts are so fucking stupid. He's like, you know, this Statue of Freedom was commissioned and made by a slave. And that's why I love America. Wait, what? But no, wait. But then he wasn't a slave. Yeah. Was he paid for his work? Great question. I do not know the answer to that. 
Um, <sighs> yeah, but basically his point is any country that can outlaw slavery way after most of the rest of the developed countries had already done that can do anything. <laughs> like, well, after a civil war against you motherfuckers, maybe. And now that we're on the subject of slavery, homeschooling regulations, pretty much the same. Can we all yep. agree on that? And they can. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yet again, we're going to compare slavery to homeschooling. This is the second time in the movie that we've done that explicitly. And then we're going to suggest that the Civil War was really fought to protect against, you know, common core mostly. <laughs> and then and then just when it seems like all hope is lost. Martin has some random fucking Snapple Cap America facts to save the day. Oh, I thought we were going to. I'm sorry. I got excited. Never mind. It's coming. Yeah, it's no. coming. So, yeah, right. So so first, before it comes, though, we literally have to have each character take turns reading lines from the preamble to the Constitution. Yep. That's literally okay. what happens at this moment in the movie. Okay. This is not how it goes. They absolutely do. Nobody knows beyond we the people. Absolutely. This goes like trying to do, you know, the, all the lines from it's the end of the world as we know it. And everybody just <laughs> devolves immediately. Absolutely not. It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> no, that's not. Time to we the people constitution. <laughs> hey, now. You're, nope. Okay. That I know all the words. <laughs> and, and then. That's important. Out of fucking nowhere, in the middle of their sad conversation, people start just joining them from the left and from the right. And these people just start introducing themselves as the other homeschooling parents of the world. We are the non-Christian homeschooling parents. Yeah. And they each like sound off on their single reason for homeschooling, a la the animals at the end of Roger Rabbit, you know, like I'm a sheep, I'm a little wooden boy, you know, whatever. And, and <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, you know, well, we're, we homeschool because our schools are underfunded. Well, our kid has special needs. Well, we're the token black people, you know, just one after the other. Like it's a musical. Like yeah. this, this Congressman Smith had them like. Out, out in the uh, the wings, and all of a sudden they come in one at a time and like dance down a soul train line and give their line. <laughs> and one of those parents, yep. is the anti-vax mom. <laughs> and I need to talk about so many things about this woman's one line. First of all, she follows the black family who are like, yeah, you know, schools in black areas are really underfunded and racist. So a lot of us have started homeschooling. And then she's like, oh, that's a good point. Much like them. I don't want my kids to get a shot. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she has some weird line about and some of us homeschool for me medical autonomy because we want to decide which vaccines our kids do and don't get. And that this is where, like, if there was any doubt what I was doing there, there th I removed it with my audible gasp. But I, I mean yelled, I yelled, yeah! And my theater, <laughs> my theater got confused because they were like, "What? He's anti-vax, but he's been laughing at the rent." I threw him. Honestly, this probably saved my ass from a beating because they were like, "All right, at least he's not fucking vaccinated." Okay, but there's one tiny detail of this woman's appearance that's so spiritually important to me. She is wearing what is very clearly a sport coat someone made her put on over her anti-vax t-shirt, right? She is wearing like a, like the Freedom Foundation t-shirt of some anti-vax bullshit thing that she insisted on wearing. And David was like, no, put on my sports jacket. You're not advertising your fucking killing babies club. <laughs> we already gave you one line in the movie. It is exquisite. Oh, dude, I assume that they made her put that on because like, 
you know, her shoulders were uncovered with the shirt or something like that, that she had a tank top on. And that was too <laughs> risque for their movie. I honestly, I think that's, it's, that's at least as likely of an explanation. But yeah. She's wearing a veil and they're like, wait a second. What did we say about this before? Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I really wanted her kid to come over like covered in mumps. Like, mommy, everything hurts. <laughs> and she was like, I will give you horse poison in the car, honey. You don't <laughs> have river blindness. You're fine. Good luck. I'll shove some bleach up your ass when we get home. <laughs> I'm on your side. Okay. <laughs> and then like they closed this little weird musical set, you know, quasi musical number off with one of them saying and i quote they were so proud of this goddamn gibberish ass line they named their movie after it i am we the people we all are yeah! <laughs> i again i yad in the theater and they were completely thrown off because what they gave it to the special ed mom too yeah uh -huh. so they were there's this big ass pause and she's and she does not want to say it she's like I am we the people. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, you is. Hoops is our new weenus. Somebody said, I am John Galt. And they had yeah, to right. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. I am Spartacus. And then, and so, but so, but after that, that gives Dave an inspiration. He's got a plan now that's so crazy. It just might work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, first, we, we got to cut back to Muslim dad now chatting with Jackson about his dead dad and about how as much as we make dying sound awesome, you shouldn't be in a hurry to do it. Okay, is this guy supposed to be Christian now? Did he, like, learn to be a Christian because his daughter got hit by a car? I don't th I think he's supposed to be, like, wondering if I, I, I don't they don't explicitly say that in the in the movie. He's got a weird moment with Jackson where he's like, trust me. God wants your dad to be dead. And deep down, so does your mom. <laughs> and this is where babysitter comes in. and She's like, Jackson, are you snuggling random older men in the pews again? Yeah. <laughs> God, I wish your mom picked up her cell phone more. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And, and so to be clear, he's the, the kid is now getting wisdom from a character whose only action in this film and in, in this entire series of films so far is to throw his daughter out of the house by her hair with no money or possessions for not sharing his religion. That's like that's the last thing this guy did of significance in this four movie series. Wouldn't this cement his belief in Muslim God that she got hit by a car? Yes. You'd think. Yes, of course. But they cannot imagine for a second what it might be like to not be Christian. So they can't write for that. All right. So, But now we're all caught back up with the opening of the movie where Dave was preparing nervously in that public bathroom. Yes, it was for this moment. <laughs> we get flashbacks to the flashbacks in this movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. We sure do because some people might not have bingo yet. I honestly wanted him to just walk into the room and start speaking in tongues, right? He's just, because he says like, through you, my lord, and I want him to be like, sha la 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 shit. So yeah, so he goes back into the hearing and he has somebody ask Representative Smith, hey, can I have your closing statement instead of you? Uh, you didn't have anything, like, you didn't want to be on camera and talking to a microphone, did you, politician? And he's like, yeah, no, man, you're the producer. I yield my time to David A.R. White. He's still technically the producer of the movie. <laughs> they reclaimed their time from themselves in their movie, just wow. to be clear. They totally did. And also, there's this moment where he's like, okay, but you know you only have five minutes, right? And I feel like like the rest of the cast convinced him 
that that was a super congressional thing. And they, like he showed up with an 80 page script from Facebook rant bullshit that he wanted to say at the end. They're like, oh, you know, in Congress, they only give you five minutes, Dave. It'll be. Oh, Davey, I would love for you to do all of this. Unrealistic. But they have that. It's like the bobble thing. Yeah, it all pops out all the shapes if you're not careful. Remember, <laughs> they did, don't they, guys? Oh, yeah, man, they have it. It's like a bobble. Yeah, rabble, rabble. Like I don't vaccinate bobble. my kid. So, <laughs> so Tavy starts giving the unhinged Facebook rant that inspired the whole fucking movie. Have you ever watched someone get arrested while explaining to the police that they work for them? <laughs> <laughs> my taxes pay your salary. Get, give me my keys. My kid owns these <laughs> soccer balls. You have to let him play soccer. We own it. I'm your boss. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, he starts off talking about, like, have you ever been on one of them freedom tours? And everybody's like, yeah, man, we've all seen the fucking Lincoln Memorial. And he, uh, and he goes, freedom! Like six or seven good times. He explains mm -hmm. that, oh, you know, Christianity, by the way, is super diverse. This movie has a black person, a Chinese person, an Iranian. Literally, some of my best friends are from China yes. and Iran and Africa. <laughs> by the way, one of them is dead. He's like, I have friends here. Well, one of them's dead. I couldn't find I have another two friends Nigerian gone. friend. I had a Nigerian, but he died. So, you know. And there's also this weird moment where he's like, you know, but I figured you guys out. Your plan is to divide us. But instead of division, we could just all be my religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my theater loved this part where he was like, it's about turning neighbor against neighbor. My theater was like, yeah, they're the ones dividing us with my racism. <laughs> <laughs> he also, he says, and this, I God, what an amazing insight into the Christian mindset. He goes, and the reason you're doing that is because the only way to get more power is to take it from someone else. <sighs> yep. I was like, oh, that is what you think. That explains a lot. <laughs> Thank you. I'm taking notes. I'm like, okay. That's why they want the power. Yeah. So, and then after explaining to everybody that, like, you know, pointing out how demonstrably wrong their religion is, is just a distraction. He claims that he's speaking for, quote, we the people. There's your other problem right there. Nope. Nope. You're speaking for you, bro. You know, every Christian seems to think that 96% of America secretly agrees with their racist bullshit because all their friends do. Not even 96% of the Christians believe they're racist bullshit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus. And as I'm writing in my notes, by the way, this is the unhinged Facebook rant the movie's been building towards. My theater started to clap. Oh, they're losing it. They were losing it. They were literally cheering. Dave is yelling, stay out of our houses. And I'm like, dude, nobody's coming for your precious bodily fluids. <laughs> <laughs> that my theater... When he does the, you work for us, like the big fancy, yeah. you work for us, my theater was like, throwing from the outside. And honestly, like if a genie had appeared and given me one wish, I would have been like, name anything he just said. Any single <laughs> sentence. If I could start a squid game of my own right there, I'd be like, great, everyone makes it out. If you say one sentence that he just said that you agree with. <laughs> the music is so over the top. It's like it's leading us into battle. He goes, he goes, you know what you guys call teaching? We call social engineering. And the fucking crowd goes wild. I'm like, We're, you're anti-teaching now? Yeah. Teaching goes on the villain list too? 
He's like, biology is redefined. And I was like, and there's transphobia. You got the full square on your Christian bingo yep. card. You did it, everybody. Wow. At the end of this rant, Davey looks directly into the camera. Yep. He damn near winks at us. And then it's like, it fucking like clockwork orange flashes us with America images. It was like, bald eagle, fucking Lincoln Monument, Martin Luther King statue. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, well, from this point on, it's like the movie's going, oh, fuck, our runtime is almost over. Oh, shit, it's only an hour and 50, so. Be because the rest of the movie will take place over the fucking credits. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get, we go back to that Ronald Reagan speech from before. We get random Americana over it, and then we get resolutions to all the characters that we, oh, yeah, just remembered. Yeah, it's literally like, oh, shit, you know what? Just start listing producers. Those are single names. That's fine. Yeah, they went to prom, and that Muslim guy and his daughter are fine. She tore up her hearing thing, and when a judge tears a piece of paper, that that counts as back. So he's fucking out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they actually show a TV screen at one point, and it says, local pastor unites America and, like, pones Congress with facts and logic <laughs> yes. or something like that. And they were like, yeah, we won. We got it in there. We won. Using we did win. this one simple trick. And then the whole movie <laughs> ends with basically saying, hey, you guys remember that cool hashtag thing we did in the first one? You can still, you're still allowed to, they can't stop you from doing that again. <laughs> all right. So, okay. I, I, you know, hate to go with the same question at the end of the all, all of these, but I'm genuinely curious. Would anyone like to take a stab at the moral of this story? It's all about doing your own research. <laughs> you can't make me vaccinate my kid. Yep. Yep. Boy, isn't it? All right. Well, that's going to do it for our review of God's Not Dead, We the People, but it's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to lure you back for next week. So tell us, Eli, what's on deck? Well, Noah, we've said some not so nice things about Christians this week, but what happens when a movie has some not so nice things to say about itself? We'll be watching The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, good. We get to go I'm back so to the excited. theaters with the unmasked, unvaccinated people. Oh, awesome. no. No, no, no. Don't worry. Your unmasked and unvaccinated brethren are not coming to this movie more than once. <laughs> all right. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 321 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors for helping make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation to patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review and sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing A, The Citation, Needed, D&D Minus, and The Skeptic Crowd, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robinson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slant, even with Jeff Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for getting us to check your life this week. For Heath and Wright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work harder on another check next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club Clothes. All those homeschool kids went on to invent cold fusion with cesium because they knew the atomic number. <laughs> Kayla fucked the Christianity right out of brand. David A.R. White is going to hell because he's divorced. That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> if you want marriage advice, David, look us up. Just hit me up, buddy. Wow. Noah's been married for like ever. Almost 25 years now. Yeah, longer than yours. <laughs> <laughs>
I honestly couldn't even tell that you guys counted along. I I, I didn't hear I Eli. For, I forgot to count. Okay, all right. I I kind of heard he say five, and I couldn't hear Eli at all. So were I, you not going to admit it if we didn't call you on it? I was just going to see how it went. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I didn't really have a plan. It, came, it snuck up on me so fast in literally three seconds. <laughs> yeah, really. No, honestly, you got to react quick in this world. All right, here we go. One more time. We should go back to a 10 count. Right? Yeah, give you a little more. Yeah. Give you a little more leeway. All right. Here we go. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.